Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. It's Wednesday the 10th of January 2024. Myself and Paul upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch-up. It's the afternoon. She's been down in London this morning. Yes, all busy, all go. Yeah, yeah. Had a bit of a fucking shocker though. Oh, today, don't. Left, left your bag on the train. Yeah, left my bag on the train. I had two bags with me, which I don't normally. So I just kind of had my bag on my shoulder. So it wasn't like, you know when you, f- you haven't got something on your body and you can feel it. Mm. So I wasn't aware. I didn't got to my car and it was when I went to open the boot I was like you twat <laughs> yeah, oh, it's my favourite overnight bag I hate well. shit like that it drives me mad as well because it is only you that's accountable for it exactly so, yeah. but it's almost more annoying because I can't place that frustration onto that twat you can't vent it to anyone yeah. Like, yeah but you know I did I was very polite but the, the staff were less than helpful <laughs> let's say and then giving you the wrong information and then you, you got to speak to the train company and then the oh, don't. the train station company and then someone who just yeah, it's three all that different admin. companies that faff is just yeah. that drives me up the wall that sort of stuff but I spoke to a nice guy who's very helpful in Manchester Piccadilly where my f- bag is due I think a minute ago so he's going to call me if... oh listen we'll have a live call update <laughs> if that happens more than happy to integrate yeah. that into the pod today but I was telling you before and I'm glad I held my call but this just this level of I don't even know what it is like mm. so I was sent up to the customer service which is on the platform at Leamington and so I was knocking on the door there's no window on the door so you can't see it in it knock 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 nothing knock 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 and the train's about it's a bit loud I said, I'll wait for the train to go. So wait for the train to go. And there's a conductor behind me on the platform waving in the trains. Who's watching me, right? Give it a big, loud knock. (laughs) Nothing. I've been there a couple of minutes. Turn around. And then this woman who works for Chilton. I was like, is there anyone in? She went, yeah, it's me today. (laughs) She'd watched it the whole time. You fucking watched me knock (laughs) three times. She's probably just smirking to herself. Yeah. And like... (laughs) What is going on? Are you oh, outside mate. of your mind? Honestly, like, I was fun. really polite because I was like, don't, Paul, you don't need this. <laughs> don't, in my head, I was like, what the fuck? That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> she was loving it. She must have been like just cackling behind your back. She yeah. Like, it must have been. Oh, well. Oh, well. And then after that flat tire, flat tire on the way over here. Right. Yeah, you just text me just a photo of your tire. Just like, oh. <laughs> 
fucking fill your pain. We all have those days. I uh, know. Yeah. You're here. We're recording. Yeah. And Salt reopens tonight. And yeah. Yeah. Looking, I know. You know. I love. I do love that buzz. All. That buzz though. Like coming in downstairs. Everyone's back at it. Like first day of the new year. Yeah. Like it's always a little bit exciting. And I know we've talked about it in the past, but that sort of like start of a new term, isn't it? It's like, oh, what are we doing? You know. Exactly. The... Yeah. Oh, wow. Was your holiday? What's you up yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. And everyone says the same things. I think the buzzword for this year has been. Um, didn't it go quick? <laughs> I've heard that from everyone I've spoken to. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it's just how the days land, but it's just a I bit, think of, so. a, a bit yeah. of a weird one. Uh, anyway, coming up on today's podcast, we've got top fives later on as always. Got a few reviews to read out. We've got some omelette recipes, TikTok stuff. First though, La Gavroche, you were there. Was it? When was it? Which last night? night. Was it last, last night? Last oh, night, shit, yeah. I didn't realise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so never been before. Mm-hmm. Never been before, but it was... Yeah, it was just everything you wanted it to be. It's the last bastion of that kind of cuisine. Yeah, that's really. French, you know. Not, yeah. I was going to say old school then, but I guess it is, but old school it makes it sound retro. Some of the things but... they do, they definitely wouldn't have been doing, wouldn't have been doing 10, 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can see they've, they've done a bit, but they kept true to themselves, but the service style, the waiters, the restaurant. I mean, it's... Silver it's service. It's iconic. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. iconic. And I, I meant to, actually, I forgot. So I was a bit tipsy at the end. I, want, I wanted to buy some cutlery, uh, just a knife and fork, because I've got these quality silver knives and forks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, Does it have like the gavroche like, like, on it? No, like, it's a chef. Oh. And then the hat turns into the fork, a knife. Got you. Yeah, yeah I wanted cool. to buy it, but I just, just forgot by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but oh, it, it, it was nice. Michelle was there, come around. Jay Rayner was in the eating as well. Yeah, it's like, like everyone because it? it's like it's the last week or so everyone's just going in there to get their last fix of it I guess yeah because I think they announced it it was towards the end of last year mm. and then it just booked up and we were lucky we got a table of six last night so there's a few few uh, all of us chefs so there was Glimper now Tom Shepard Tom Bateman oh. there was Dan from Table Talk yeah, okay. and there was Cray as well from 670 um, so yeah just a bit of a bit of a random thing that Dan sort of got everyone together and organised yeah. but no just grateful to get it because I knew it was one of them You'd, I took for granted it was always there yeah. it opened in I think it was 1967 wow. the first Jeez. one star the first two star and the first three star ever in the country wow. um, and how many does it have now it's two two yeah. yeah and you just you're like yeah that's always been there I'll go yeah. you know but new places you go to go to and it's like I knew that I'd have been good that I never went Sure. It's such an important place. Mm. It's history in this country. Yeah. The Rue Brothers, the chefs that have gone through there. It's oh, phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's like uh, it's cooking heritage in this country, isn't it? Exactly. And that, like just the way it spans out, you know, like the Rue Brothers and then your Gordons and Marcos went through there and then the chefs that have come from them. Mm. It's, yeah, it's just. Uh, just a phenomenal phenomenal iconic place yeah. and it's it's a shame and like it was nice to speak to Michelle about it as well and he was you know you could tell he was, he was sad but he was proud um but I think he's got he's, I think he's early 60s now he's got to a point of like what you know the industry's changing mm-hmm. who's going to take it on is it going to be the same it's hard for a place like that to evolve in the same way as well because like you said there is stuff they're doing now that they wouldn't have been doing when they first opened but at the same time, you're going for that French classical experience. So it's really hard to sort of... Exactly. It's like, I always think like tradition in general, not just in food, but tradition, walks such a tightrope of being sort of cute and really like lovely and mm. really old fashioned. Yeah. And it, it's sort of everything traditional falls one side of that yeah typewriter it's like oh log fire at Christmas traditional other things at Christmas or oh, mm. why are we still doing that yeah you know what I mean it's so it's, it must it's be a fine hard. line it must be yeah. hard for a 
traditionally French, you know, restaurant to make it in 2023. Yeah. Like if it opened tomorrow like that, it would like look like a novelty restaurant. Exactly. If it, if it opened tomorrow. Exactly. And I th- and again, what comes with it is history, nostalgia, and you know us being chefs and chef and food geeks, understanding what it is and where it's come from. So yeah. You understand its journey. Yeah. It's not like this is just open doing that food. Yeah. You just know what it is and you want to be a part of that. Absolutely. It's a bit like sort of William Shakespeare in writing. It's like, well, no one writes like that now, but they're yeah. the cla- this classic and it's like a bedrock of, you know, the formulas of com- comedy, the formulas of romance. Yeah. And it's a bit like with French cooking, but like the classics are a cla- they're the bedrock of mm-hmm. and the foundation of everything that happens now still, really. Yeah. You know, especially in this country, we took a huge influence from it, didn't we? Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. when you said that, I was like, were there any either dishes or techniques on the plate that you were like, God, I forgot about that? or do you you know what I mean like the taste of a sauce or a technique that was used it was like god yeah that is yeah I mean like I didn't have it because obviously me not being a cheese fan we chose um, taster menu and it's seven course two of the courses were cheese and you know Mm. I can handle a bit but these were way beyond what I can handle you don't want 20% of the whole course being cheese yeah Yeah. this was like the first course was a twice baked cheese souffle (laughs) so it's a no from me (laughs) so yeah we told them and I won't because I got a scallop dish instead oh mate yeah (laughs) Yeah. you did it's true Um, and you know you see now and again twice baked cheese souffles um, but this took this is different like this is this was done classically glazed like double cream cheese in a cellar plat baked in the oven. Mm-hmm. But you see them now a little bit lighter, and they might be served on a salad, and it's not glazed in cheese. Um, that's, that's how we did it at Le Manoir as well, but a different approach. So it was like, God, I used to knock out loads of these in my first yeah. job yeah, yeah. daily, just doing twice baked glazed cheese souffles. Um, so yeah, again, just it was just like, oh, I, almost, I forgot about that mm. kind of. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah just. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of little touches like that, and the, the cheese trolley again. You oh, know, I, I love about cheese, cheese trolley, but it no. was it, very cheese impressive trolley. cheese trolley. It's about yeah. 30, 40 cheeses on there. Yeah, the guys knew That's everything great. about them, it's and like, everyone on the table loved it. I had a sorbet. <laughs> Fuck's sake! I'll have a palate cleanser, please. None yeah. of this. I just said like, I don't want to be awkward. Just whatever. I'm happy with whatever you send me, <laughs> as long as it's no fromage. Yeah. yeah I, I see again we talk about tradition like for some people that look old school but I love all that and uh, you know cooking at the table and stuff on the old trays like, I, I actually love that bit of theatre and yeah, those sorts of things nice. like, there's, there's a place still, for it yeah there is still a place for yeah, it yeah carving at the table that garret on service it's nice yeah did you was it charming to see because I guess like even the, like all the waiters waitresses how they dress and then the the mm. tablecloths and stuff. Is it, does the it still feel grand or does it feel like an antique store? Like, no, not, it not felt, in a horrible way. It but. felt right. It felt yeah. in place yeah, and the yeah. decor and everything, the tablecloths, it was right. Mm. You know, like like here, you know, I feel like about tablecloths, it wouldn't work here. Yes. But yeah. in the right place, I think they're needed and they're great mm. and it feels nice with your arms on the table. If they didn't have tablecloths, it'd be weird. Yes. If we did, it'd be weird. Yeah. You Got know? It. Yeah. Time and a place for it all. Yeah. Nice. Glad it was good. I'm glad you ticked that off your list. I mean, especially within a week of it I know, closing, yeah. that's pretty cool. To so say yeah, you're one, one of the last ever guests there. That's, that's pretty cool. Finished Saturday. Yeah. Um, but next week he's just doing some charity events. So, yeah. and it's really nice what they're doing. So they're having all their suppliers. One supplier he said they've been using for 57 years. Wow. So they're getting him in and all the other people that have really supported it. God, yeah, so you say his it like dad that, and uncle like... were running it. Um, it's proper and, heritage and then he's got 60 students coming in completely free to experience it so 20 from UCB 20 from Westminster 20 from Ealing all going in to experience the Gavroche wow. which is amazing really and they're doing that sort of you know 
that's that is, really. that is incredible yeah well, and we'll put a couple of pictures yes. up on the instagram page of you and all the guys you went with and a couple mm. of the dishes just so you can sort of yeah. see that that curtain call of yeah La Gavroche. um we don't want to like dwell on all these things too much because you know it's a little bit doom and gloom but at the same time i think a lot of these things we want to mention because they are part of the sort of the food heritage and landscape of the uk raby hunt yeah closing but yeah. I, I don't know exactly yeah. when that is but um yeah i don't think it's long i spoke no. to jack a little bit about it because jack our old manager yeah. he's the manager there yeah. and he said yeah they're moving to rockcliffe which is it's only like 15 minutes away from Raby yeah. Hunt, but it's a massive complex. Mm-hmm. So the whole team are moving over oh, there. Oh, all of them are. Yeah. Oh, that's quite nice then. Yeah, so Jack's, Jack's going in. I, as I read it, it looked like it was just James, but it's the whole team. Yeah, well, I assume it's the whole team. Um, or at least some Jack of them. said he's going over, and it's a small team anyway, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they'd need the staff, and James would want his guys around him. Yeah. Um, 14, yeah, so there's a positive note to it. Well. Is it 14? 14 years. Wow, I didn't realise that. Mm. But yeah, there is a positive note around it because they're moving on to, you know, this place, which is a beautiful property. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a shame to hear about some of us as well, like SY23. Yeah, SY23. You went to, was it the year before last or last year? Oh, good question. Uh, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, end of 2022. So only only just over a year ago we went there. Yeah. Um, and it was brilliant. I, you mm. know, loved it. So cool. And obviously we had Nathan Davies on the podcast and he was fantastic and had big plans but i think you know i don't want to speak out of turn and you can read more about this if you go to the sy23 website because they they put a statement on there but i think it's there's a lot of repercussion not to do with nathan but the owners and what they had to do during the pandemic and paying things off and i think there is some disputes and stuff and it is a bit messy unfortunately yeah again um, i haven't read that but i've I've seen some things online and you know it's a bit messy and it's just a shame if you just go to their old website basically has a statement on there about it if if people Um, are more interested in it but But um, it is it's tough out there you know again don't want to be doom and gloom but it it's hard there's a lot of places closing absolutely but uh, you know for nathan i mean the guy will be he will find something exactly, and a yeah. thing. There'll be a new exciting thing from him. Definitely, almost inevitably, yeah. won't yeah, there? Because he's incredibly good at what he does. Um, yes, yeah, so a shout out to all those places and all those people, those moving parts, people moving jobs, positions. It's part and parcel of the industry, I guess, to an extent. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah. better days will be ahead for all those people. I'm exactly, sure. yeah. Just think, new year, new me. Yeah, yeah. new year, new me. <laughs> Talk to that, top five greens in a, in a oh, moment. Yeah. Uh, firstly, though, I wanted to bring up your uh, omelette recipe on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I thought this was great. But this, um, this actually sort of highlighted something to me that I think is a really underrated skill for a chef. Because obviously, it's such a quick... Mm-hmm recipe to do a classic french omelet like we're talking yeah. we're talking seconds not minutes of yeah. doing things but controlling heat is something that i think is the most underrated skill yeah, yeah home like pan discipline i've always referred to it as. that's yeah. a yeah good phrase like mm. i i still am figuring that out as i go in life with mm. recipes i've done for years about yeah. not just low heat but how long that pan's been on that low heat to get to a place where it's sustaining a heat and stuff yeah. like that it's way more complicated then I think people give and it credit for. And what you're cooking on as well. You 100%. Know. You know, even if you're cooking at, like, if I ever cook at Marie's, it's hard because she's got the radiance. Mm. So you turn it down yeah. and it takes 10 minutes. Yeah. Whereas gas or induction, you know, exactly. reactive, mm-hmm. you can't just turn something down if you're cooking like eggs or whatever. It's a bit hot. 100%. So understand what you're cooking on, how you're cooking on, the metal, the, the everything. There's so many things. Yeah. And how long it takes that appliance you're using to get to the right heat, regardless of whether you're putting it on a low, a medium or a high one. Yeah. That is really complicated. It is. And you don't really know until you've experimented with your own setup to yeah. know what to do. Mm. Like it's only now I'm confident enough with certain dishes where I say, right, put on a medium, low heat. I, I know I need to do this with my pan and this mm. hob. 
It's fucking complicated. And that's a difficult <laughs> thing about when I write books. Yeah. It's it's hard to really convey because there's so many moving parts, mm-hmm. so many things that can go wrong. So that's why, you know, people have got to understand that recipes are a guideline. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got different pans, different um means of heating, different ingredients. So it's a but you have to understand what you're doing rather than just step by step and I'll get that great result. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Especially with like meat and things and because it's like more forgiving if you're just sweating some veg or whatever but yeah if you're putting a if my highest setting on my hob and you put the pan on with nothing else that is going to be searing hot yeah if i put it on a low like a three out of ten or whatever it is yeah i don't i still don't know how long it takes if i start it on a three to get to a point where i can yeah do st- you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's a fucking nightmare yeah and and as a chef you don't you don't tend to work well i don't anyway it's like that's two minutes and that's ready and that's two minutes and that's ready you especially like me you just know when you check in and you're looking so people are like how long do i cook that for yeah i can't always give you an exact that's that's a better way of of, yeah yeah it's about how it looks feels Mm. getting a sense for it rather than time yeah um yeah so with an omelette obviously just talk us through it at the basic the one you did the other day so it was genuinely informative yeah that's what um, i tried to do is just because like people don't appreciate things like that and it's what i've done in the past and we've done it here as well like sometimes you have a chef in you're not sure about you get them to cook eggs for you mm. and i've spoke about it in the pod before yeah there's so much skill in it yeah because again there's so many different nuances understanding the eggs the, the white and the yolks set at different temperatures mm-hmm. uh, so there's understanding that and also it happens so quickly it can go wrong yeah you know yeah exactly yeah. really really quickly like you know i could do an omelet at home and you know i could do it every day and the odd day it might be slightly different it's never going to fuck up but because mm-hmm. of just moments like yeah. tiny little moments if it's too hot and the butter's browned a bit because i don't like mine brown that's what you said in the video didn't you, you said the butter's got to be sort of like bubbling a bit but not bra- not yeah turning not bra- not just melting like soft like if you see the like sort of flat yeah. I'm not doing anything. It's got to be just foaming, but no color. Yeah. So this is for, this is a classic mm-hmm. omelet, which is a benchmark. And loads of people come in, it shouldn't be like that. It should be like this. It should be like, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't do this. shouldn't do that. And the thing is, like I've said before, with everything, there's two ways to do it. There's a right way and a wrong way. Mm-hmm. Within the right way, there's several ways. Yeah. Within the wrong way, there's fucking millions. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. So like people coming in, like, so I'll season the eggs before. Yeah, and because they've heard Gordon Ramsay say don't do it, mm. which is factually correct, they're like, "I'm wrong. What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, you don't, but it's fine. So salt will break down the protein, but it, but it, take it takes time. time. Yeah. If you're cooking it straight away, it's no problem yeah, at all. You, and you can, if you're whisking you eggs yeah. to then put them straight in a hot pan that will take less than one minute to cook it, then it's not going to break down. No, it's no. not. And it just so I'll season it then and at the end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like sidetracking slightly but people like you can't do that it won't set it's like you just watched it set so like <laughs> yeah, i'm not lying proof is in the pudding yeah exactly yeah. um yeah so whisk your eggs and then straight in and then you gotta start moving a bit with an omelet you want to move the pan and the marie yeah, wh- sauce spatula as well so you'll just get more movement really ah, okay. otherwise you're just efficient. stirring it yeah, yeah. so you just you so don't some, want to some cling into the bottom before some bits uh exactly yeah, yeah. so you're just bringing it in bringing it in and then when you get to me when it's like a little bit too runny on top that's when i'll stop and then fold fold mm. in the corner of the pan 
let it sit and roll it out and that's it that's beautiful it looks yeah. so nice so simple so effective but i love i love an omelet yes yeah. that's why it caught me i was like and like omelets. you know I'm, I'm well aware especially as all these wankers will tell you on <laughs> tiktok anyway that well i like mine this way i like mine that way it doesn't matter yeah yeah how you like it is fine mm. this is the benchmark yeah. that is an omelet 100 percent. i'm not that just because like i've said that that is it that is what you do mm-hmm. if you like it more if you like it less if you like color that's fine yeah but you can't tell me this is wrong because that is the benchmark yeah, yeah there's a sure. benchmark you judge on so like the way i'd say it was if you went into a a nice restaurant in France or a really good hotel and a breakfast. If you ordered the omelette, come like that, and you sent it back, then you're in the wrong because yeah. you should say, "Well, can I have mine more cooked?" Yeah, yeah. Beforehand, yeah, because that is the benchmark. Got you. Understood. Yeah. What about the um? Because I the bit I liked was how you, when you were edging it towards the pan, like sealing it, doing that yeah. thing back on itself. Because I don't think that's people and commonly kind of like. You flip it back yeah. on itself in the pan, so handle over itself. Not that's the easiest way to get it out because yeah. it seals at that side, bang out. It also means you get a great texture on the inside because all that bit that was still maybe a little bit runny is now just about cooked. Yeah, but it looks beautiful on the plate. Then suddenly, doesn't it? Exactly, it's all the nice shell shape. sort yeah. of shape. Exactly. And then you spread a bit more butter on at the end. Yeah, why not? Yeah, again, that just goes back to Le Manoir doing um, every morning, <coughs> constantly for breakfast, and it was you had your butter on the pass and you'd rub it with a knob of butter oh so we get yeah. a towel on it first with so once it was on the plate you'd roll it into a cigar shape then rub with butter mm-hmm. not a speck of color yeah lovely yeah and that's how i like it if you want color on your omelet, fine do it it's yeah. your eggs but this is the benchmark this yeah. is this is a classic omelet would it have changed much if you were filling it if you had stuff in there like so i don't tend some... to because i'll eat them quite a bit at home mm. but i just don't tend to feel i quite like them just as a Same. salt and pepper yeah nice. yeah that's it but like if i was filling it you'd put the filling in just before you fold, mm-hmm. that's it. I think too early. I think too many people think that they don't like omelets because they've had shit overcooked ones. Yeah. And the classic one where you do it, sort of scrambled eggs in the pan, and then you put it under the grill. Yeah, and it's souffles. It. Yeah, it's souffles. Yeah. It bu- bubbles up. Oh, that's grim. Yeah. I don't, it's I don't te- like that. It's an odd texture, texture then. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of people don't like them because they've not had those. Yeah. Where it's almost closer to a scrambled egg, really. Yeah. Than it is the, the shit omelets we've had in our lives. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah, but it was funny. I just knew, that's why I put them on there because I was making an omelet. So I'll film it for TikTok because I know this will go big. Because yeah, yeah. I know how to did come it, in. Did it got a lot of views? Yeah, about half a million so far. Yeah. Fuck me, honestly. Yeah. You only posted it when Sunday. Yeah, that and then I did amazing. scrambled egg the next day, and that's nearly as close. Like, oh, I haven't seen lot. that one yet. Yeah, but again, I just I just know how to play these fuckers. Yeah. And yeah. Just <laughs> eating out of the pan. It's brilliant. I love yeah. it because you just say a few things, and it it might sound a little bit arrogant, but like if yours doesn't look like this, then I'll show you what you're doing wrong. Yeah, and yeah. straight away, like, oh, I'm not <laughs> wrong. How dare he? Let's stop taking it personally. So funny. And they'll come at you, and it'd be like, so like over the past few this is vile disgusting this looks like baby shit this looks like sick there's cat vomit <laughs> and so I'll come back and or like oh that's gooey that looks gross and it's just like you know little stupid childish banter like oh yeah like your mom or something <laughs> and like, how dare you can't take constructive criticism do you think that's not constructive ca- cat vomit is constructive <laughs> if you want to say that you've you've left it open for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. oh it's like my wife doesn't do it like that it's like well she does for me mate <laughs> And, oh, how Too dare easy. you talk about my Too wife? Easy. Like just fishing emoji. Yeah, come yeah. on. Like <laughs> I don't care. Mate, <laughs> no, you've got a winning formula there for sure. Yeah, it's just good fun. Yeah. Can't wait to see the scrambled egg one. 
Uh, okay, let's um, let's move on to top fives. Should we do yeah. top fives? It sounds like the most boring top fives. <laughs> it does. It was hard because it's not something I really think about or categorize in my favorites sure much. yeah yeah well um, i think that's the that's why it sounds boring because greens are always seen as a bit of like i should have some yeah at home at least but it, you know you can do so much with them and yeah and it's you know we use a lot of it here as well in terms of like little additions to the dish and sometimes they're not on their in their entirety they're not got loads of flavor mm. but they're doing a lot of work like if you've got a rich game dish and where you, you use a certain type of green on it it adds like a yeah, uh, a neutral kind of flavour. Yeah, you sure. don't just want and to keep going rich and rich on and top rich of the textures acid. and without yeah. sounding shallow colour and, and those. Well, sorts yeah, of there's a certain like um, appeal when it just it looks a bit more vibrant. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. yeah. You never definitely. force that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, and it sounds so dull, but at the end of the day, as human beings, like we all feel a bit better when there's some greens on the plate. Yeah, you don't do. We? Yeah. So we you can just, fool ourselves. Just, yeah, we'll just have loads of justifies <laughs> the rest. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Okay. So all leafy. The first one, I mean, it's my list, so it can be in there. But I was like, I don't know if that is, but I'm having it. Yeah. Uh, Watercress. It just, it's so... versatile we, yeah. we used to i don't we use it as much now we used to use it a lot different dishes mm. game different fish dishes blanched blended purees fold folded through something or just fresh to finish a plate really peppery like watercress purees i wouldn't even th- i wouldn't even think about yeah that at I mean, all. years ago i used to do one we used to i used to do a hake dish jay rayner had it actually and he wrote about it in um the observer Use a cooked tapioca just in water, and I made a really pungent watercress puree, which we'd pick the watercress in the stream down the road wow. and made that. And then we folded that through the tapioca, then roasted hake on it, loads of sea vegetables. I can't remember what That's else was beautiful. in it. So yeah, that kind of risotto-y mm. kind of texture, but lovely peppery watercress. To it. Yeah. Lovely. Um, yeah, yeah, That's a good so one. Nice. Yeah, I love that. But more versatile than I. I always think of it as a token bit of like leafage on the side of a. Well, plate, I used you know? to like years ago. It was just you know when when I was part time at college, I was working in a shitty harvester and it was just yeah that dead watercress on the side of every yeah. steak yeah it was like, yeah and it is slightly is wilted this? and sticking to the hot plate yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just awful <laughs> and always looking dead but no that's a, a great, good one great green wouldn't have even thought was that number five or was that, that was number five, five. no yeah. special mentions Fair. um so number four uh one we use a lot here is not common for people at home uh sea beet we use it a lot we always have again really neutral ah. uh, so it's foraged coastline where samphire is and things like that all I in salt say, marshes right a really yeah, big leafy up. green sea beet ah uh, okay yeah i mean you would have had it here yeah um again we we tend to just wilt less second dress it in either some like sort of dressing or some buttery dressing something something like that and then finish on the plate again great with fish dishes great with Game dishes, meat dishes. Yeah, what we is, don't tend to do much more with it than that. Yeah, it looks it looks a little bit like chard in a way. A little bit. What's yeah. The, yeah. What is like the flavour? of Lovely it texture. You... It's a little bit salty. Obviously, yeah. where it's from. Quite quite slightly refreshing as well. Nice. Yeah, a little bit irony. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, Beautiful. just really yeah, just good. Yeah, it's one of them as well. Sometimes you're like, what can we put on? It's like, well, sea beet will work, and it's yeah. not a cop out. It yeah. just it just does. It's versatile. Yeah. 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 Nice. Love that. Not an, an, a left field choice, but big yeah, um, spinach. Oh, now yeah. baby spinach can fuck off. It's just <laughs> I hate it. I think it, memories of just picking those little stalks off. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you'd have some people as well like 
years ago they're just out of the bag wilt it they've not washed it and you've got mm. the little stalky bits it looks crap yeah. and it's got crap texture but large leaf spinach is lovely yeah like you know you, that's what you need when you're doing a nice wellington or yeah. the, the saddle of lamb that we do here i measure might have cropped like up that. in a lot of your research for pasta dishes because there's a lot of italian cooking yeah yeah I did, yeah and again you don't taste it in that it's just a lovely vibrant green yeah. spinach i've yeah. got a recipe in the pasta book on of that as well um but yeah it has to be large leaf has mm. to be large leaf and yeah, yeah. even if it's not something we will really put with dishes here or we have now and again a little bit because yeah. we tend to go more down the sea vegetable route but it's it's got a lovely texture mm. if you compare wilted baby spinach to wilted large leaf two completely different things. yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah love spinach nice. that, that is a proper um I feel like really good about myself. When I've yeah. Had spinach. Do you know I feel what like mean? Popeye. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like <laughs> I feel like an absolute brute when I have that. Nice. Okay. Number two. And then again, another one, which is great this time of year, brassica family, um, sprouting broccoli, oh, yeah. purple sprouting, that kind of thing. Yeah. Tender stems. Okay. But this is just different. It's so much better than all the other broccolis. Oh, yeah. I love it. Broccoli would be my number one. It's yeah. my, my favorite veg, like green vegetable. I'd have it with every dinner in some form. Yeah. Just because I love I, I, it's versatile as well and it's mm. great like barbecue like soaks up that barbecue flavour like gets, squeeze a yeah, lime on it crisp it up it kind of gets oh. a seaweedy flavour yeah it really does yeah yeah, I love it yeah I absolutely love that mm-hmm. pretty versatile I imagine you put broccoli on sprouting on loads of different dishes oh yeah you can get works with loads of different things nice mm. flavour texture like roast looks it looks good on the plate it, steam well. it yeah you, and you've got when you get your lovely sprout and you've got beautiful leaves on it the tiny florets the stalk's nice the big florets there's loads you can do with it I was yeah. working on a podcast the other day and I think they were live googling it as they were talking about it but it was a food one mm. they were talking about tender stem broccoli I, th- I think it's that yeah. one that is a Japanese basically invention oh, okay so it's a cross between I could be getting this wildly wrong now, but it's something like a cross between kale and normal broccoli to yeah. create sprouting broccoli. And they literally manufactured that to sell it. Yeah, because so it like is patented. one of them years ago. You, all you saw was your big European broccoli. Yeah. Um, and uh, then all of a sudden, just tender stem everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's nice. It's better than normal broccoli, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's just easier to cook with as well. Exactly. The size and... Cause yeah, and the so stalk garish, cooks with it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the stalk cooks with it. It just looks nicer. It's easier to handle. Yeah. Like, especially on barbecues and things. But like, one of my most common things to do with loads of dinners at home, just so I've got some greens on there, is just a frying pan with raw tender stem broccoli and some butter. Yeah. Just fry that. I, I still want it just really crunchy. Yeah. I, I'm happy, like almost raw. Yeah. But yeah. it's just got that buttery crispiness mm. on the outside, bit of lime juice over it. Yeah, I'm happy. So I can have that with every dinner forever. Yeah, no, used you, versatile vegetable. When I started at W50, they had it was a lamb dish on. That sounds really random, and it was. It was a banana consomme. Not what for you, the yeah. Fuck? <laughs> Not for you. Lamb and banana. Yeah, it, it was. It was odd. It was odd. And then it had. That br- is then odd. Then it was with broccoli, but it was five different. Not not ways of doing broccoli, different varieties. So oh, okay. we used to get they called it European broccoli. You know our standard big yeah. broccoli. They just oh, big old flowery head. Yeah, New York is that's European. And then we had broccoli leaf and all these different types. But yeah. with the the European broccoli, so we'd take the heads off and the heads would go to staff food. Yeah. And then just we'd peel the stalk into ribbons, blanch it, mm-hmm. and it was like ribbons of it. Yeah. But you get a lot more 
broccoli head than you do stalk. Mm-hmm. So the amount of broccoli heads and florets that were in the fridge oh, really? every day was staff food. <laughs> oh, you and they were challenging again. me to do different things. So I was just doing like pulling out the repertoire, like broccoli polonaise, broccoli mornay, <laughs> just broccoli everything with yeah. it. And they the staff were so fed up of it. And they Sucks were like, sake. ask the English guy, what you do with broccoli? And that's why I was like polonaise and that's all that. Like, yeah. Uh, as soon as you said that, though, it made me realise that is the one, especially with the European broccoli, so to speak. Yeah. The fucking little tiny little shitty balls of yeah. the head going everywhere yeah. on the chopping board. And even scraping them off, it takes like yeah. 20 fucking brushes to get it all off. It's like, messy. It just gets everywhere, doesn't it? It's yeah. a fucking nightmare. Another reason why tender stems better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, solid number two pick. That. Yeah, solid nightmare getting kids to eat, though. Broccoli. Is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a bit of a challenging one taste-wise because it's quite... I guess it's fairly bitter compared to... Yeah, I think it's just the visual and because I think they know you want them to eat it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I'm convinced that that's why a lot of foods kids hate because yeah. they sense that you are trying to get them to like yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? With Ethan, I've said to him, look, this is the formula when you have a roast dinner. If you don't like that broccoli, which you are going to eat <laughs> and you're going to eat it by the end, eat it first, first yeah. and you get all the stuff. Yeah. And, he's like, and he was, we had Sunday dinner at my mum's on Sunday. He's like, I'm going to eat my broccoli first. And he had a little bit. And he's like, you know, everything else. And he's there on his own at the table. Oh, that's classic. But everyone there was... There is nothing more I mean, sad than the lonely sight of the kid still left at the table, staring at the thing he refuses to the eat youngest, while everyone else has left. Yeah. Like, so. The youngest one, little Captain Slow, bless him. Just <laughs> there just chewing on this broccoli. He's like, oh, look, mate. if you just bang, bang. I said, even just chew, swallow, have a drink, bang. And then have your potatoes and your meat or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and you got to do it yeah got to do it i yeah. used to i did the classic thing when i was a kid with like peas and stuff i just have them i'd soak them in gravy or ketchup yeah and just the older i got i just yeah. t- took that away yeah gradually yeah over time yeah you, you wean really, yourself yeah. yeah you basically do yeah, yeah. uh nice come on then, number one green uh, so number one then is cabbage really it's just nice. the best yeah i suppose yeah that's quite a wide encompassing thing as well cabbage because you've got yeah. so many varieties exactly just eat you know, old school like savoy bacon shallot thyme garlic that's what we can cook down bit of stock bit of butter yeah um it braised lovely um got hispy cabbage just like oh yeah yeah seared it's great for a coleslaw much better than that shit white cabbage it feels like a sort of a barbecued or charcoaled uh crispy ca- uh, hispy cabbage has been like a oh, it's, it's had it's winner. had its day it's had its flowers over the last five six years yeah isn't it? That, it still tastes so still good great. so and much it, you can do and with it looks it. great yeah yeah so much you can do with it and like you can char it and it's like black and yeah it's it can, like it can take it yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's just yeah stun it but no, I love love cabbage like that. What you yeah, do you so much with Cablo it. Nero. Yeah, and you got your green sort of Asian cabbage into kimchi. Kimchi is yeah. amazing. Solid yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah Cablanero cool. as well. Kale, like that kale, I just put as a note as like I just don't get kale. Mm. We get lovely little kales here, all these different shapes, different varieties. These variegated kales, which are lovely. But your standard green kale, it's got shit, such a shit texture. Yeah, when you just blanch it, horrible. It's wiry. Yeah, yeah, it's only good yeah, it's like not, fried and crispy. Like a lot of the veg, you you know, night, you know, you want cooked in most instances, but you could still have raw. Bit of yeah. raw kale is just oh, horrible. I don't know how these health freaks eat. Well, it. It's a health buzzword, though, isn't it? And I always think yeah. like the PR, like kale, the word, like it's the word, and the I don't mm. know, it just almost gets. Uh, but yeah, just don't because of that. When you even if you just quick steam, quick blanch, it just. Goes all flat mm. and it's still like it just doesn't break down. It's yeah, like, no, it's not. Awful. It's not pleasant at all. Awful. No, I'll leave kale out. But, but yeah, like the, the little cool kales we get here and that all these different varieties, they're really nice. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, but not that shit. Also, cabbage like shredded, and then you can put fold stuff through that. Yeah, that's a lovely way mm. of having green, especially for kids if they're not sure. Definitely. Suddenly, yeah. some bacon bits and honey and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's got too much flavour for my too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Solid list. What was the recap of it? We've got so, five. Uh, get it up again. So we've got number five was watercress. Mm. Number four, sea beet. Love it. Three, spinach. Two, sprout and broccoli. And number one, cabbage. Beautiful. That's it. Solid. Simple. For all you uh, New Year, New Mears, there is a yeah. solid top five of top five greens. Well done. What you yeah. got for me next? So week? for you, I was thinking because we've done like your favorite restaurants, favorite meals, that sort of thing. But I was thinking this could be in a fantasy way. Um, as it's a new year, you're looking at what I'm my top do five for this fantasies. Year. Top five <laughs> fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a big podcast. Next week. <laughs> Two hour special. Um, <laughs> anywhere in the world doesn't have to be like this this year or whatever where's your top five places you want, want to, to eat where do you really want to eat that's could be good. this country Europe America anywhere mate that is good that is really good yeah that's overwhelming I've got the whole <laughs> world to choose from yeah I mean if you want to narrow it down I could can. do yeah. yeah if you want to Europe it or okay. or UK it yeah because I mean there's a lot of UK yeah, however fine. you want to do it sure Lewis okay great yeah. yeah top five places I want to go that's yeah that's, how have we not done that that's brilliant I don't one. know I'll do that but I, I only do... thought of it on the drive in because I was like, oh, just that's struggling brilliant. Yeah. I might do that for you next week yeah because that's a really good one yeah okay cool we'll do that next week uh, right before we go we've got a couple of reviews to do one from Craig just short and sweet five stars always great listen funny and informative thank you very much Craig second one two star what got two star from what's the point it's their, free their hand I know, from uh, honky hk honky hk I'm calling them out but you know i thought we're gonna be we're gonna be humble and fair we better read the two stars out yeah you want to put your name out there you're getting called out yeah. first few seasons were refreshingly good now it's more about pushing books and pulls trips it's like, <laughs> pushing books yeah. I, was like, I, I was actually thinking i've hardly mentioned the book in terms of when it was out for sale, mm. obviously I've mentioned it. But. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it's yeah. our podcast. We do what we want. I take he hasn't bought the book then. I don't know. Honky, <laughs> honky HK, if you've bought it, let us know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Two, I think two from his, like, two's a bit harsh from what he's written. I still, I still don't know. Like, it's five or nothing. It's free. Like, it's five or nothing. Two, like, why two then? What yeah. is your system? It doesn't make sense. I've listened to more podcasts i've not enjoyed than i have enjoyed because yeah. when i find one i love it and i'm into it yeah then i'll review it yeah. but yeah when i don't like it i just won't listen again yeah just don't review. like yeah i know but he clearly wants the seasons i mean obviously what me and you are doing is very different but yeah we, you know it's so hard to we couldn't do one a week with a guest it would be mental that would be a full-time job yeah and, and we, we don't would have that run out of chefs yeah start scraping the barrel good ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'd run out. There'd be some shit, basically. Yeah, but and then we'd be getting some two stars. Yeah, there we would. Uh, but we, like we've said, we've got a new season coming, so hopefully Honky HK will get his fix of yeah. us talking to other chefs and not just about our dinners. Give us another chance, Honky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, leave us a rating and review, only if it's five stars, in all the usual podcast places, at the nightcap underscore pod, on Instagram, Twitter, etc. We will see you same time next week. Yeah, see you later. Cheers. so much for downloading the nightcap podcast we appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod and now you can become a proud member of the nightcap podcast tribe 
Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.